What's up, guys? Welcome to the Matt Beck Show. This is July nineteenth. Yep. With that, I know that I paid my bills yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you did know you were on the date this morning. Good job. Yeah, uh, that was the only reason why I knew. Was okay. Because I did banking yesterday. Because you did banking yesterday. Yeah. Otherwise, I have no idea as to what the day, <laughs> date is. I know what day it is. Like I know that it's Wednesday. Like, and I can tell you if it's Tuesday when it's Tuesday. But don't ask me what the date is unless if I just paid my bills. Nice. Good so. to know. Good to know. <laughs> All right, guys. So. Welcome to the show. We have some great questions from you guys. So thank you also for joining us live. This is on Facebook Live on my uh, page and also on Free Salon Education. So um, yeah, we've. Uh, I was just telling you yesterday. I've been posting a lot. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. So um, the I first noticed, thing you noticed what I noticed. Uh, like after like you had said it, I, I like went out on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah, doing a good job. It's no <laughs> joke, right? So I wanted to do a test and just see because this is the first thing I want to get into this morning is um, content, basically content creation, right? So um, we've, over the last three years, created over 700 videos. But the cool thing about creating that much content is the fact that you have this library, mm -hmm. right? And, and not everybody's watched 700 videos. So right. I'm taking old videos that I created cutting up little pieces of it and reposting it. And it's like, it's it's been great because it's like I'm creating content all day long. How does it feel that <laughs> like we now have like the ability to do like a greatest hits album? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, I mean, we it basically band, is. Like, this would be like a greatest hits moment. Yeah, <laughs> it, re it really is. And, and that's kind of what I did. So I went to YouTube and I looked at the videos with the most views. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, all right, I'm going to take... Uh, start with those and work my way down. So the ones that were the most popular on YouTube, I'm cutting up, putting them back on Facebook. And Facebook video is unbelievable right now. Like awesome. you might post a picture on Facebook and you'll get like no uh, traction on it. But the fact is Facebook video is probably the biggest thing you can do right now. Because I awesome. think Facebook, um, in my opinion, I don't really know, but in my opinion, Facebook is trying to compete with uh, YouTube and all these other companies. Yeah, it should be interesting to see, like, because like you have two like major conglomerates, like Facebook and YouTube, and right. it, both of them are kind of fighting for their space on the internet. Not as if they don't have like a large space, but it's kind right. of like back, like in like medieval times when countries would like fight and battle over uh, conquering land. Like I feel like they're doing that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so, a lot less uh, well, bloody and, and stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, so we have some really cool questions from you guys. Thank you for posting those. Let's just get right into them. Um, first question is, let's start with Sarah. Uh, how do you create texture with finer hair types? Do you want to start? I like this question a lot. Uh, like I, I didn't know where to start with this question, though. Okay. Um, I've been thinking about it ever since like I read it uh, the first time. Um, right. Because, uh, surprise, surprise, I didn't just hear it. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love short haircuts. I have found that a lot of times that with finer textures, like sometimes like the shorter you go, the more fun it is. Right. Because the shorter you go, the hair can support standing up a little bit more. Yeah. It's not going to want to lay flat to the head. So depending on your client, depending as to like how funky and edgy they're looking to go and how much texture they're looking to have. Right. I typically try to go a little bit on the shorter side of things. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think so. that um, I think it's always good, uh, like you said, f 
hair, no matter what, the longer it gets, the more it falls, right? Uh, the shorter it is, the more sturdy it is. So just think about um, even that in the fact that maybe if you do some interior layering on uh on finer hair oh, absolutely you can create a little bit more volume in it but you just want to make sure that you don't take away too much density from the ends so just really focusing on that exactly and once you get uh the length that you're looking for utilizing all your typical uh texturizing techniques like i'll do slide cutting on short hair yeah it looks different like, right. like, like it can feel scary at first when you first start doing a slide cutting on an inch of hair <laughs> yeah or using the texturizing shears too like Definitely get in and uh, have fun and try it out. Each client is different. Each hair type is different. So right. get in and have fun. Remember the basics of uh, pay attention to where the hair's coming from Yep, and go from there. All right, cool. Hopefully that answers Sarah's question. Okay, so now we have Lisa. What is the best way to cut short layers, especially cutting out the ears? How do you take that one? My thought... My thought on this is um, the best way to cut short layers, let's start start there. I don't think that there's a best way to cut short layers, but I, th if I understand your question correctly, I think mm -hmm. cutting short layers, you're, you're going to really want to focus mostly on elevation. I think that's key. Um, so let's talk about if you're going to, like somebody has short, short layers on a haircut and sometimes it looks a little moldy or... Uh, mm -hmm. It just doesn't look like it fits right. I think a lot of that has to do with the elevation. Um, so anytime I'm working with short layers, I want them to fall seamlessly um, because, and what I mean by seamless is anything above 90 degrees uh, because if you keep that elevation low, like when you look at the head shape, it's on a curve. So when you're holding the hair, even though you think you're layering, sometimes you're graduating. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you have really short layers on in the hair and it's graduating, now you see you see all the definition of those layers, the stacked pieces. Yep. So then it just, it doesn't look right. So you want to keep it as seamless as possible would be my thought. Yeah. What I found worked really, really well for seamless or for short layers. And I'm assuming that when, if you're cutting out the ear, you're going really short, like, like pixie short. Yeah. Uh, I've been using scissor over comb. I'm not using like scissor over hand. I'm using scissor over comb and right. it's really allowing me to get 90 degrees and above 90 degrees. Yeah. Uh, and getting that seamless because if you're doing scissor or comb or if you're just doing scissor or hand and you're going that short, you're going to see that weight line around the parietal really quick, right. really fast. And it's going to go from layered to graduated, just like you were talking about. And it's going to look like a men's haircut. Well, and also, unless you're taking really, really fine partings, you're going to you're going to have a little bit of over direction Absolutely. in your fingers. So um, scissor over comb works great because there's no over direction. You're just lifting the hair, elevating the hair and mm -hmm. cutting it in a seamless line. But if you go through and you take a parting and you try to clamp it in your fingers, as soon as you clamp your fingers together, you're stretching hair mm -hmm. uh, away from it. So you don't get as solid of a line. You're going to have to go through and... Either take micro sections. Do, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to go through and do uh, scissor over comb anyways. So uh, definitely keep that in yeah. mind. And then as far as like cutting around the ear goes, depending on how... like. I'm not cutting out the ear unless if it's like super short. Right. And if I do like cut anything, like obviously you have to cut the hair that goes around the ear, but I just go in and I point cut, even if I'm taking it super, super short and cutting out the ear, unless if like I have a client who's looking for a clippered haircut, I'm not bringing out the tremors for a woman's haircut. Right. Um, I'll fold the ear over. I'll hold my comb down so that it, to act as a guard between the hair and the ear. 
Um, but I'll just point cut like around the shape of the ear. And that's a good call. Lay, comb it out, let the ear go back to like where it needs to go, and then see where it looks and go from there. Yeah. You might take 10 minutes just cutting out the ears, but <laughs> it's right. going to look awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think taking your time on that and definitely yeah. trimmers make it more mechanical looking. Yeah. Um, scissors are going to make it yeah. a little softer. Yeah. Short women's uh, haircuts, uh, the, for me, the key is keeping it soft, keeping it wispy. Yeah. And if you t- bring out the, tr- like, if you do anything but over direct and, like, and by over direct, I mean, like, go above 90 degrees. Right. Um, so over direct uh, in elevation and, or point cut. You're going to keep. You're going to make it so that it's way too like harsh, right? Yeah. Way too cut out, way too clean, and that's when you're going to start looking like a men's haircut. Cool, Lisa. Hopefully that helps. All right, uh, Lynn asks, "What is the number one skill uh, to possess?" Yeah, this is this like is, a trick question yeah. because like there is like we kind of like looked at this one and saw this as like that there is like sort of an answer to this question without right. being a direct answer to this question. Um, I'll let you, uh, well, for, for me, I think it's just consistency. Uh, it depends on what you're going for. So like, let's just say for me, uh, I'll start with me what I wanted to do with my career, which isn't the same as what everybody wants to do with theirs. So, uh, when I was in beauty school, I saw, uh, I went to my first hair show. I saw education for mm-hmm. what it was Um, And I wanted to be a part of that. So I worked really hard to try and uh, become an educator. So that was my first step. Um, So there's different skills that you need involved in that as opposed to just working behind the chair. Obviously, the first skill is being able to do hair well, but then there's multiple skills that come Mm -hmm. along with it. So I think that when you look at skills that you need as a hairdresser, you need communication skills first mm-hmm. is number one. Yeah. Um, and that's just when you look at the most successful hairdressers. Communication skill, then you need, um, obviously, skill with your hands, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think it's, I did a whole class on this. I think it's 80% the um, experience that you give your style or you give your customer. So, um, and it's 20% skill. That 20% skill is really important, right. but the 80%, if you don't do that right, if you don't do um, like the guest, if, if you don't give the guest a great time, if you don't show them um, new looks, new styles, if you're not pushing them to come back in sooner, all this different stuff, if you can't do that, then the haircut doesn't really matter because they're not going to come back anyways. Yep. They're not going to come back in as frequently. Um, so the success rate of that, goes down. So I think the most important skill uh, to possess is the the, the uh, capabilities of building relationships with people. Yeah. And that's... You're in a people business. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. It's a bad time to find out that you don't like people. And if you're... In, <laughs> right. But if you don't like people, then maybe um, education... <laughs> is, is your best bet. <laughs> is a, is a, a better route because you're just teaching and maybe you do have a higher skill set um, with your hands, which is what people want to learn. So you have that. And then the relationship part, I mean, it's important. Oh, I was just making a joke. But no, but it is It is true. Like, I'm I'm not great around a bunch of people, right? right? But I, I like teaching and I like uh, creating videos. So you can create videos on the internet and never talk to a person on, in your life. That's 
pretty you accurate. Know? You can <laughs> so, actually now hire computers to do your talking for you on the internet. Yeah, you can. Actually, I want to talk about that um, because Ryan Teal, who was here last yeah. week, started talking about how uh, he he knows people that have hire bots to like yep. like things and all of this, and it's just hilarious to me. I because- actually saw a miss bot. You what? I saw a miss but you can continue. I just wanted to make okay. All that right, that was like a little cliff note for me. So, <laughs> but this is the thing, like we we have a lot of followers mm-hmm. at this point, right? So we have, so it's like an all day job keeping up with, um, just liking people's stuff, commenting back to people. Like it's a full time job. Mm-hmm. It's literally me and Christina working for with free salon education all day. You guys in the salon mm-hmm. doing hair. There's not any there's not a bot anywhere. Nope. And there's no bot liking things. And my thought is if we can do it. Yep. Why in the world would somebody with very little people following them Need hire a bot? Right. Right? Um it's just it's not real. Like expect, people got to yeah. understand if you want to grow on the internet, you got you got to be real. You look at Guy Tang. Guy Tang uh, I I I can't even uh, I can't even fathom the way that he works and the way that everything works with him and whether you like things well, that you like or whatever. Guy Tang is the most real person on the right. internet and that's why he has 2 million people following because right. people connect to it. People know that he's real. People like watching it. Um, it's the same thing for us. We mm-hmm. built a company based on free. We went against the grain a little bit. People like following stuff like that. People like following people that Use a bot and nope. and you know, right? Oh. So let's, oh yeah, well, 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 well <laughs> right. that, that, that's where my little cliff note from earlier uh, comes right. into play. So as you can imagine, if you use a bot, especially for commenting or like sending messages and stuff like that, yeah, your bot picks up based off of hashtags. So like it will like search the the internet or Instagram for particular hashtags. Right. In this case, for this quote unquote miss bot that I referred to. There was an article about a teenager who unfortunately passed away. Okay. But it was an article about like what happened. And apparently this like spam feed had a hashtag that picked up and their automated response is you have amazing content. Keep up the good work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so somebody comments underneath it, like realizing exactly what happened it was like right. You're a bot, obviously, but or you like the hearing of news of dead teenage girls. We don't know. I'm assuming you're a bot, but this right. is why you shouldn't be a bot. But that's exactly the point of yeah. of everything. Oh, so yeah. you need to first off put you got to put in the work. If you only have like let's say you have under a hundred thousand followers, it's this is what frustrates me so much because I used to look at people that didn't respond to the mm-hmm. things that, um, like they wouldn't respond to, uh, any of the photos that I post, like just people you look up to in the mm-hmm. industry. Right. So, and you would tag them and stuff, you would comment and they would never comment back. And I always looked at it like, Oh, they're too busy. So right. I understand. But now like, as we keep getting busier, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't. Yeah. It it literally is. It them. takes like five seconds, not even five seconds to like yeah. double tap a photo. And you and see it. Yeah. I see almost everything that gets posted. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't mean that you can respond to everything because it it is like it is pretty crazy. But when you don't have a big follow, like when you don't have a lot of people, you absolutely are seeing 
everybody's post. So now I want to call everyone out because <laughs> it's like, why are you, why didn't you? And, and if you're not doing it, that's why you don't have a lot of people following you. Right. It's just, and it, it doesn't matter. I get that who cares how many people are following you, whatever. But if you're trying to build and there's a lot of people upset with people that have big followings on the internet and they, they just want to put them down for yeah. it. But the amount of work that goes into keeping a following, building a following and actually, um, having that kind of education, um, base or, or base of stylists that are watching your stuff or clientele watching it, you, you really just got to stay involved. Yeah. You'll know on the days that I'm like on, on Instagram because yeah. like I have no shame. Like I'll, if you post like nine things, like I'll like all of them. I don't care if like my name shows up yeah. nine times back, back to back in your, uh, <laughs> well, and that's, a, but that's cool. And they're probably, you know, people are like, who's this guy now, yeah. you know? And I, my other thing is I don't, I don't really, um, like when you look at, uh, posting, things on the internet a lot of people post just for their own gratification of what it is but they don't think about the content that they're actually putting out there my goal has always been to provide some sort of education in the best way that i can and then whatever comes from that comes from that so um so just make sure when when you're putting things out there um when you're going through and liking people's stuff know that um i just think it would probably mean a lot to that person if I responded back because I remember um, when people, when I would write to people and they wouldn't respond back. So just make sure you're, you're writing to your clients, you're writing to your, to people that follow you on the internet, whatever. Uh, and that's it. So, so is there any other questions? I think we got like one more minute before you have to. Yeah, we've got uh, some comments and just saying like, like oh. oh, good call. Um, <clears throat> so we got a question on here. Annie uh, Norman uh, asked, "Tell me uh, uh, about rebook or tell me about pre-booking." Okay. I'm struggling with that. Please reply. Cool. So, so. I'm gonna. I'll start with pre-booking. Pre-booking for me is. Um, I took a class. Stephen Terry Cohen um, talked about them a lot. Uh, really great business teachers. Own a, a distributor called PSC in uh, Chicago. Um, I, I didn't really ever look at my rebooking number until I listened to their CD. And then I went back and looked at it. We use millennium software mm -hmm. in the salon. Um, I looked at our rebooking as a salon. We were at 20% back then. And I was blown away because I didn't, I didn't realize it. Rebooking is actually really simple. And what you need to do is you need to create a busier you in your mind and talk to your guests that way. Because if you're talking to your guests like you're not busy or you don't put in the effort, just like we talked about with social media, mm -hmm. everything everything that people are having trouble with is really effort is behind it. Mm -hmm. So if you want better rebooking, you focus on it, you start talking like you're busier. So our big question um, at first, I think this is what Stephen Terry said. It's been a while, but... Um, Right when your guest sits in the chair, first thing you say to them, did you have any trouble getting an appointment today? Mm. If they say yes, then obviously that's easy. And you say, all right, well, before you leave today, a lot of my guests have been complaining about that, so I want to make sure you have an appointment before you leave so that you don't have that problem again. 
if they say, if you say, did you have any trouble getting an appointment today? And they say, nope, it was easy. I have a handful of those people that are just so <laughs> right. damn lucky that like, yeah. they never rebook and they always call in like the day of. Yeah. And they somehow magically call. I mean, I'm thankful that they call in those days because right. there are also days that like I've had like people move or whatever. Right. But I You're mean. You're always going to have that little bit of people. You, they're they're yeah. like those like one percenters of like the rebooking, like outside of them. I used this technique like when I first started working for you. Yeah. And it worked phenomenally. Okay. Um, talking to them, finding out like if they're having issues or just saying, hey, even if it's a like like a stretch of the truth, I don't want to say lie, but like if you have like one person who has had an issue getting in, you now can say, I've had clients who have had an issue getting <laughs> the appointment that they're looking You're telling for. telling the truth. Right. I really like you as a client and I want you to have the time that you're looking for. So if there's a specific time, which there always is, yeah, I'd like to get you in on that time at that day, four weeks from now, yep. five weeks from now, six weeks from now. And it's amazing as to camera loss. Yeah. It's amazing what that'll do. Right. Yeah. And nine, I would say probably 9% of the time like that works for them. And especially with, Sending out text messages, sending out confirmation calls. Yeah, they show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that's a, that's a good call for rebooking. Just making sure that you talk like you're busier. But also, the other thing that I really love is when you um, are trying to get somebody to rebook, get them excited about the next visit. We mm-hmm. I talk about that a lot as well. If you just do a single color touch up and then the next expectation is for them to come back in for a single color touch-up in four to six weeks, then they don't really, it's not an excitement in their mind. There's no reason for them to come back quicker. But if you get them excited, if you start talking that visit, okay, today we're doing our single color touch-up, but I really love um, to get you some highlights in the next few weeks. So now you've got them set up for an expectation of, plus you're, you're making their hair better, um, by getting them back in and doing different things with it. You're keeping excitement. Like no one wants to do boring touch-ups every four to six weeks. It becomes a drag in their daily life. If you want somebody to come back in quicker, you want to build your rebooking up, then you need to get them excited about the next visit. So talk about highlights, talk about color shifts, talk about uh, different things with their haircut. Give them bangs and give them bang trims, get them back in. Um, we talk about frequency of visit. Frequency of visit is a big deal. It's something that can change your income drastically. You can double your income if you want to, if you could just get people to come back in uh, quicker, but also give them something to come back in for. And we talk about value. Um, don't make them come back in for something they don't need or want. Get them excited about something that they want. Listen to what they're asking for, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we're being lazy. So, we have them come in. Uh, they sit in the chair. They really want a haircut. They're asking you if they should get one, uh, probably because they're trying to make that decision. But they probably really want one, or they want a treatment, or they want. There's a lot of things that they probably want that you're just getting through the motions of your day and you're not doing it. And then we complain about not having the paycheck that we want, um, and and now we want to hire commission percentage or, or whatever it is. So just look at the core of what it is. Listen to your guest, build the relationship is what we talked about. Um, and then I think you're going to see a lot more success behind the chair.
I think that definitely answered it. There was one more question. It can be a very quick answer. It's okay. about the Donald Scott uh, carving combs. Okay. They have the twist. Okay. And they're wondering what the difference is between the twist and the carving comb outside of the fact that it has a comb. So the difference between the twist, so the, the Donald Scott twist is a razor. It has uh, cut, cutting uh, edges on both sides. You can see them all on freesaloneducation.com. Um, so the difference between the twist and the carving comb, the twist is made, Oh, is made to be more like a um, a handheld razor. The blade is closer to the comb, mm -hmm. so it's not uh, so it gets a tighter cut. Mm -hmm. It also has twenty five percent cutting on the other side, so one side's one hundred percent cutting, the other side's twenty five percent cutting. So it's basically like using a texture scissor or something like that if you want to just take out twenty five percent of the hair. The carving comb is further away from the teeth, gives you a little more blended effect. Um, 100% cutting side, has a comb on the end, and then the other side is a 50% cutting side, so you take out more bulk, uh, more texture. So they're really created to have every tool in your hand at the same time. So you can use a carving comb, comb with it, then you have your twist in your hand, so you can cut, you have all of those different cutting tools at once, you can cut 25%, you can cut 50%, you can cut 100%, and you're working with four tools at one time. So. That's really what the difference is. Uh, felt good about the end of the show. Felt like it went. Yeah. Yeah. Took I liked it good. It. Yeah. It was good. So I hope you guys liked it. Um, definitely follow Thad on Instagram. Thad Bolonized. Thad Bolonized. Um, good luck spelling that. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'll come up with like a Sesame Street song for it. <laughs> right. So I uh, hope you guys, uh, again, enjoyed the show. Share this video with your friends. Um, also, there's going to be an audio version of this on iTunes, um, getting back to uh, producing the podcast part of it. So that'll be up in the next couple of days. Thank you guys for watching and listening. We'll see you on the next show.